You're listening to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Hi, welcome to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Today I am telling my favorite story ever and I'm so, so excited to talk to you guys about it. But first I have to tell you, thank you for being here. Thank you for sticking around with me as I took a little podcast hiatus. I have been on my own personal like spiritual journey and I have been doing the inner work and I kind of reclused for a second to do that work. And now I'm feeling really revived and rejuvenated and ready to just share and give. And I'm here and I'm really excited to be here with you. So thank you guys. Thank you for sticking through with me and being here with me. So today I have a really, really fun podcast episode. I am sitting in some major gratitude right now because my life this last year has been a year of reaping. We have reaped so many blessings and so much abundance has flowed into my life. And I want to share with you guys this story that feels so potent and important to share. I want to tell you guys the lessons that I've learned this year about abundance and about reaping and about receiving and about manifestation and co-creating with God. I think there's so much power in this story and these lessons, and I, I just want to share it with you. So I'm really excited to do it. Let's hop right in. So my husband and I, you guys don't know maybe, but we dated since we were like, I was 12 when I started like quote unquote liking my husband. And something interesting is that we've always, since the time we're kids, like always have desired freedom and space for when we had kids. We always, I always have wanted like a farm or like just room for my kids to roam. And about seven years ago, before my first baby was born, I was laying in a yoga class and I had my heart open, palms open. I was laying in Shavasana during my friend Nikki's class and she was talking and this thought came through me. I was envisioning this farm that I wanted to to have for my family and this land and freedom and my kids just running and playing and like living like simple life, right? And I'm envisioning it and this thought flows into my mind that says like, this is a good desire, like seek after these things. Like it's not wrong to desire this. Cause I, I always kind of wonder like, do I need to like not want things? Because like, does that make me bad? Right. But no, like it was so clear to me in that moment, like this is good. Seek after this. And so I allowed for that. I started like thinking about it and dreaming about like my kids just playing on a farm. And I, I always wanted like a garden. And I, I even like created gardens at the houses I lived in. I wanted animals and that's just always been my dream. And same with Colton. We were both aligned together on that one. So we also are really a tight-knit family with his side of the family and mine too. But on his side of the family, we always had this dream of having like a compound, like a family compound where we all like live and have fun together and whatever. And so one day his mom finds on the internet a piece of property that's 240 acres. So it's huge. And it's raw, like shrub bush, like thick bush, desert land that doesn't have power. And it just has water rights, but you have to like bring the water in from the river and it's a whole big ordeal. So she finds this land though. And she's like, we're going out there. So we all go out there, like the whole family. And I love it because I have a picture of it and it's like such a special picture to me, but we, we all go out there and we're sitting in the river and we're all like just dreaming about this beautiful piece of property, but it's honestly like, it's really raw at the time. Like it's not as beautiful as it could be. And half of the boys are kind of like, I don't know, this is a lot of work and I don't know how it would work and I just can't see how it would work and and it's hot out here and I don't know, it's really expensive. But Colton and me, mostly Colton, was like, 
no, like this place has mad potential. And he like loved it from the beginning and he visualized it. He could see it so clear what it would look like. He could see how it was going to be. He like really, he fell in love with this piece of property. And so fast forward, we would go out there all the time. Me and him like drive out there. We'd sit out there. He would call it our property. Like he'd be like, oh, let's go out to our property. And we'd sit there and we'd daydream about what it would look like. He had a way clearer vision than I did, but still like we loved this piece of property. I would take pictures of it and be like, oh, it's so cool. It would be so cool to live out here and have our kids out here. So, but I love it. He'd always say, it's like, let's go to our property. He just called it that. I think it's important. That's important part of the story. So fast forward, everyone's kind of like, like we looked at how much the (laughs) cost of it was and how much it would cost to bring power out there. And it it was way more than we had. And, but one day Colton gets like a gutsy, gutsy vibes in him. And, and he's like, I'm going to put an offer on it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, sorry, boo, but we don't have a million dollars. He's like, no, they like lowered the price. And like, I know they're maybe wanting to get rid of it. And I'm wondering if we, we do it like this, if they'd be down to do it. And I was like, okay, whatever, do whatever you want. And he puts an offer on it. And of course it's a big no, because I mean, it was such a low ball offer. And so he gets a no, we're like, okay, well, at least we tried. But like he really put in some action there. Like he went and actually put an offer on this place, even though it did not make any sense. Like we could not afford to like bring the power on. He was like, we're going to live in a trailer out there. And I was like, no, but he was like freaking determined. So he goes, puts an offer on, they say no. And we go on with our life. And then we, I get, I'm starting to get antsy. I'm like, I want to move to a house. Like I want to be in my house and I want to have my property and I want my kids to live this life and I'm getting antsy. I'm like, let's move to Utah and let's like do our businesses there. Let's get out of here. There's no property here. Let's move to Utah, blah, blah, blah. We put offers on houses in Utah and weirdly like for months, none of them would work out and they should have, like there was no reason they shouldn't have, but they just would not work out. And so I'm like, what the freak? Like, where are we supposed to be? What what are we supposed to be doing? I feel like we're supposed to have property and do these things, but I don't know how to make it happen. And I was really frustrated. I was trying to build businesses to try to make money so we can move to the property type that we wanted to live on. And I was frustrated. And Colton, totally different energy. It was just chill as a cucumber, really chill. And was just like, I just felt like his energy was very like, this is going to work out. Like whatever's supposed to happen is going to work out. I'm not worried about it. So fast forward a little bit more and I have this feeling come through me and it's like, be patient. Something really good is going to come. And I was like, my logical brain was like, I don't get it. Like we're at this place where we we're living in this tiny house. We don't know what we're doing for work. We don't know what we're doing for our life. We don't know where we're going to be. I need help. Like what's going to happen? It's just like, be patient. Something really good is coming. So I try to hold on to it, but I'm going to be honest, it like slipped in and out a lot. And then Colton calls me one day and he's like, dude, somebody bought our property. He's like, I'm so sad. Like somebody bought the farm. And I was like, oh yeah, it wasn't meant to be. And honestly, I didn't have any attachment to it. And really neither did he. He was like bummed, but he was like, whatever, it's not meant to be. It's always this or something better, you know? And so then he he goes forward and He's like, well, I'm the economic developer here. So I'm going to call him. I'm like, hey, what are you guys doing with this? You know? And he's like, I'm going to figure out what they're up to. And so he calls the owner of the property and the craziest <laughs> like unfolding of events happens. The guy who's buying it ends up wanting to do some stuff with it. 
that he was going to need help in developing the land. And he ends up offering Colton a job developing this land and his payment in developing it would be getting the 27 acres of it that we want. The exact spot where he said, this is where I'm putting my house is the spot where he said that we, we would get. And he says, you just got to work to help me develop this land the way that I want to. And then, yeah, you can, you can take that piece of the property. And I like, I can't even like, I'm like, what? And, and Colton would say like, yeah, I think it's going to work out. And I wouldn't even let it hit me. Like, I'm like, I don't know. There's no way this is going to work out. (laughs) How would this work out? Like, how could this be this easy? I've been trying for five years to make a bajillion dollars so that we could have the dream life we want. And it can't be this easy, right? But it was that easy. So Colton accepted the offer. And now we own 27 acres on our dream property. And it just doesn't make sense logically, you guys. It just genuinely doesn't make sense. And it's because it's literally a miracle for us. So I want to tell you guys some lessons that I've learned from this experience of really manifesting our dream property. The first thing that I learned is that we can't play in the land of logical. Reality and logic is not where God plays. God does impossible math. God moves full on mountains. God does things that are not possible for us humans. And we can't play in this land of limited possibility. We have to be in the land of limitless possibility. That's where we play. That's what we do. Colton was playing there. He wasn't worried about how, you guys. That's how he manifested this is he didn't worry about how. He just knew that it was going to be ours and he just planned on it and he didn't freak out when it wasn't working. He just accepted like completely let go of his ego and his will and surrendered and gave it over to the big man upstairs and trusted the big man upstairs. And that is how you manifest it. It's so important. We have to surrender. Once we surrender, that's when we open up. Okay. So to receiving. So that's the first thing is you have to get out of the land of limited possibility. You guys, there is a whole world of limitless possibility that you can't see with your physical eyes. You can't see what God's doing on the other side. You can't see what's working behind the scenes. All you know is what you can see, but there's a whole quantum field that you're not aware of. But you can be, you can just plan on it and expect it. This is faith, you guys. But the second thing I learned is faith without works is dead. Colton was working towards this and it didn't even have to be hard work. That's really important to know. Our action doesn't have to be hard. It can actually be really easy. I mean, like he literally just called somebody and he just put an offer on it. I mean, it took some faith, but it was action, right? So action is required, but it doesn't matter that much what you do. (laughs) I think that's important to know. Like what you do is not that important. It's the energy behind what you do. It's the faith behind what you do that is important. Another thing I learned is that our will and our desires have to align with God's. This was aligned. It was meant for us. It wasn't going to miss us. It was meant for us to have this piece of property. It's not going to miss you. I think it's so, so crucial that you guys know that like things that are meant for you are, you're not going to like, mess it up. As long as you just open up to it and you do your part. And I know you're like, but what's my part? And what does that look like? And how much do I have to do? And how do I make it happen? You don't make it happen. You guys, you let it happen. 
Your part is simple. You do what you think you should do. You do the amount that you think you should do and then you trust 100%. You just trust it's going to happen. It's going to be there for you. You're open to it. You're holding space for it. You're allowing for it. You're open for it. That's your job. All the moving mountains, that's not your job. I love this story in the Bible where Jesus feeds 5,000 people with like loaves of bread and fish, like the two fish and the loaves of bread. And I love this, this concept. Like he doesn't ask you to feed the 5,000. He asks you to bring the bread and the, the fish. That's easy. He does the hard part. He's the one who shifts the bread and the fish into enough to feed 5,000. That's not your job. Your job is just to bring the bread and the fish. So Colton just called the guy, made an offer on the plane, was open to whatever offer he had for him. That was his job. It was easy. That part is so easy. Then God fed the 5,000. God moved all the mountains that seemed literally impossible for my brain, like to figure out how we were going to make it work. We don't make it happen, you guys. We let it happen. We plan on it happening. We watch it happen. We don't wait for it. We watch for it. That is faith. That is manifesting. Oh, it's so good. Okay. The other thing I learned is that we have to really receive it. So, and be receiving, like be in the energy of receiving as much as you can. Like when somebody gives you a compliment, let it hit, let it sit in your soul. When good things happen, feel deep, deep gratitude and abundance for them. When you're in lack, like, oh, we don't have enough, that creates not enough. One thing that's interesting is before this happened, we, we sold, and I, I actually don't think this is a coincidence, we sold our house that I really loved. We did a fixer-upper, and I sold our house that we really loved, and I moved to a small house that was not my style, that was, um, it didn't have, like, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't anything compared to the house I was living in before, but, but I had a feeling, like, give up this house. <laughs> It was kind of not give up this house, but like move to this house. Something better's coming. And like, it's okay. Like you don't need this house for like happiness, you know? So we move over to this new house and both me and Colton were just so content. Like this house is amazing. This is enough. Like we have this beautiful big yard. Like I love this house, even though it was like not my style of house and not like my dream house. It, I was very content with it. And so was he for a long time. And I think that that was like a precursor to this blessing was, was finding contentment and finding deep abundance and gratitude with exactly where you're at first. So being in a state of like attracting, you attract who you are and what you are. So if you are abundant and you feel like you have enough, you will attract enough and you will attract abundance. But if you feel like I don't have enough, I need a better house, you're not going to be able to attract that. That's the law of attraction. That's faith. That's the, the whole work, right? So we have to be willing to play in the limitless possibility. We have to get rid of our logic and our reality and we have to totally just step into abundance and to like things happening that we can't see and faith. We have to be willing to align our will with God's and to get rid of our own timelines. We have to be willing to receive and be grateful and be abundant and be thankful for all we're receiving. Receiving is such a necessary part of the equation that I think our world that's a very masculine world kind of shuns like oh, I have to do, 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 do. That's how I get. But really it's like I do, then I open up to receiving and I get. And that, that getting is also a very important part of the equation. I wanted to just end this podcast episode just telling you guys my gratitude goes to God because we didn't do this. I always thought like I have to do it, but you don't have to do it. You just 
You just believe in it. That's your job. Believe in it. Have faith. And faith without works is dead. So put some work into it and then just expect it and let go of your timeline. Let go of anything like everything you have is already enough. This is just going to be really fun. And then you're going to get on your own podcast when you have your desires and you're just going to share with the world the goodness of this world, like the goodness and the joy and the blessings that come from faith and from manifesting and from God, really from God. It's cheesy, but like glory to God, like that is who does this work. So I want to invite you guys, like open up for like the goodness and the expansiveness that God has for you. Open up to it, plan on it. Don't let your limited thinking obstruct you and keep you from having the results you want and having your desires come into fruition. We block blessings. God wants to give you all of them. We block them. Open up to them. He wants to give you the blessings that are meant for you and it needs to align with him. So make sure. Okay, you guys, I just love this story and I just hope it like brought some hope into your life and that, that maybe you'll open up to some of the goodness that's meant for you. Thanks for listening. If this helped you guys, I hope that you'll share it with your friends and maybe screenshot it and throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I would love it. I'm so grateful that you guys are here. I feel such deep, deep gratitude to have people who are in my community and in my circle and just a part of my life. So thanks for being here, you guys. Talk to you next time.